Welcome to Akeem's Dream Show. And today we're going to be talking about how mobsters tell the best stories and they are the best storytellers. Now, we think about the mafia, we take a, think about the mob, we think about the life, you know. Hey, my name is Don Brown, Brown, Don Brownie. If I was a mobster in real life, my name would be called Brownie. That's what my name would be on the streets. Hey, Brownie, how you doing? Oh, you know, I'm just cooking up some uh, lasagna. I'm on about dropped off some pasta sauce the other day. I'm going to cook up a nice lasagna for the folks down on the block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Tony. Well, you come. I mean, I, sorry, sorry, sorry. Brownie, brownie, brownie. You know, you cook up that lasagna. Maybe save me a slice. You know, I'm a little bit hungry today. I was, uh, I was out working and extorting extremely hard today. Extra hard. But what makes mobsters such good storytellers? Well, I, I mean, if we reverse engineer what makes a good story, it's kind of easy to tell how. You know, your story has to have an essential message. It has to progress towards some kind of moral or some kind of what's the moral of the story it has to have conflict there's no problem there right you think about mobsters they have tremendous amounts of conflict to add into their story yeah i put a gun to his head right he didn't want to budge so i almost had to i almost had to take the safety off i mean there's a conflict for days in their stories and there's a clear structure there you have to have a clear structure right a beginning a middle and an end uh, some people have a beginning and it never ends <laughs> they just go on and on and on. And then you have to have maybe throw in some anecdotes or some personal experience into the story you're trying to tell. So for a reference point, I mean, everyone's got a story to tell, but how many? I mean, you, you're going to be uh, mining that drill uh, pretty uh, pretty dry if uh, if it's just a you or I telling a story because we only have so many experiences. But if you live in the life, you live in the mob, you're dealing with people, you're dealing with the businesses you're trying to extort, you're dealing with ex-mafia members, you're dealing with your the, the rival gangs, you're dealing with the police, you're dealing with the government, you're dealing with, oh man, it's just more interesting, kind of crazy, more dangerous relationships. And danger is interesting to us, right? We don't look at the sunset, we look at the car crash. <laughs> it's interesting how the human nature works that way. So maybe the mafia, just by by virtue of them being in a more dangerous profession, line of work, it makes it more interesting. You know, maybe we should be more interested in what the priest does on a day-to-day -day basis. But, you know, he's reading from a book all day. That's kind of not interesting. But, you know, a guy roughing up a guy in the street, that's kind of interesting to us, for, for, for better or for worse. And then engage your audience. You know, this is all part of the fundamentals. If we reverse engineer mobsters, they really engage the audience. Whether it's by talking low, whether it's with that cool accent, or they have... Uh, they have that kind of low FM DJ voice, but with like a New Yorker accent or wherever they're from. It's, it's interesting. And then they narrow the scope of the story. Typically, they're not going on and on and on, right? They're not going on for two, three hours for a story, although they could, and it'd probably be good. But their story, they get to the point, right? Because in that life, you're not allowed to just, you can't be absent-minded. You got to understand people's time, be aware of other people's uh, lives going on. People are doing things. You got their attention for two, three minutes. Don't waste it. You know? So I like some lines from the mafia, right? I kind of use this in my day-to-day -day life or I would. Hey, Brownie. Hey, Brownie. Uh, that's my mafia name, remember? Hey, Brownie. Uh, sorry, come to, sorry I couldn't come to your daughter's wedding. You know, it's, I was busy. I'd be like, ah, forget about it. Forget about it. All right? It's interesting, though. You know, the, only, the one thing we can't do when we listen to a, a mobster talk is forget about it. I mean, who's going to forget... I'll make him an offer he can't refuse. From Don Vito Corleone, the Godfather. You'll never forget that for the rest of your life. 
and all the murdering and law breaking aside, all these guys can spin one hell of a yarn. Uh, you know, if I'm a brownie, if I'm brownie and I'm walking down the streets, I'm in the city. Someone might cross my path and I'll be like, hey, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. And it's not like, excuse me, sir. Um, you, I, I noticed you uh, cut and cro- you, you cut in front of me while I, whilst I was walking, and I just wanted to address that I did not like that. It's no, it's I'm walking here. And how does that relate to their storytelling? Was well, no bullshit, straight to the point, no politeness, no political correctness, just straight to the vein of our human nature. Get to the crux asap. I have a problem with you. You have a problem with me. What are we talking about? Okay. The last thing some people want you to do when you tell a story is to tell a story. You we walked in front of me. There's no story to be told, okay? Motherfucker, you walked in front of me. I'm walking here. Okay? You cross me again, we're going to have issues. And when they're telling the story, they keep that kind of same energy. The scope is small. Yeah, I was walking down the street. Uh Billy walked in front of him. I said, "Wait, what are you doing? I'm walking here." He tried to get fresh, so I had to smack him up a little bit, and I kept my day going. See, that's a story. Boom. Beginning, middle, end, conflict. Done. You can move on, right? So you think about the life, too. These monsters, man, they have so much practice. You think about how much de- how much time they have during the day. To a degree, we're all telling stories all day, but, I mean, probably not to this degree. Probably not to the degree that they are. Because after they're done doing their business activities and visiting the friends and going for lunch, by the way, they go for lunch every single day. When they're done doing that, you know, they're, they're telling the stories. They're sitting down. You ever seen the Sopranos? They always sit outside the shop there on the street and they talk and they just shoot the shit. They're telling stories to explain business transactions or what things happened or why things didn't happen right. And uh, one day I was at the shop. I'm talking brownie now. I'm back to the mafia. Okay. Hey, Brownie. Hey, Brownie, can I get a, can I get a minute with you? And I look at them and I say, Hey, you talking to me? You talking to me? And the thing with that is that's me saying, listen, do I have your attention? Cause when you're telling a story, you better get the person's attention first. Or if you want to talk to them at all, period, you got to know that they, you got to get their attention. So sometimes it's good to have an initial incident in your story, right? So I was walking down the street and Billy stepped on my freaking shoes. That's akin to, are you talking to me? Do I have your attention? Yes or no? Yes or yes? So you got you to gotta get their attention. Attention is so important when you're telling a story. You don't have somebody's attention. You start talking about the story. They'll be like, oh, sorry, what'd you say? You failed, man. You failed the test. All right. So you think about the disposition of a gangster, of a mobster, of somebody in that life. They're relaxed, they're chilled, they're laid back, okay? They want to be on the DL. They don't, want to be, they don't want to be over the top, okay? They have enough heat on them as it is. They don't want to be called out. They got the police up their ass. They got the detectives up their ass. The last thing they want is to cause, draw attention to themselves. And that bleeds out into their storytelling. And why does that work? Because it makes them calm down, it makes them chill out. Hey, uh, how you doing? So yeah, I was uh, I was at the store today, and uh, I had I saw I saw uh, Brixioni, and uh, I noticed the way he was talking to the shopkeeper. I didn't like it, so I had to smack him up a little bit, right? But let's say it was you're on the street, you're in a crowded place, or you're in a restaurant, and he's talking that way, nice, low, and quiet. You all of a sudden you can't hear him. What makes you do? What what, what makes you uh, 
what makes you, uh, what does your body do? Well, your physiology is going to change. You're going to lean in and you're going to listen up because you can't really hear it. It's actually a lot of uh, research that says when you go on a stage, you're doing any kind of public speaking, you shouldn't be screaming at the audience. And of course, you won't be screaming, but you shouldn't be yelling. You shouldn't be talking loud because people tend to tune that out. But if you can have your baseline be low, quiet, engaging, have people lean in, have people have to perk up to listen to you, and then you sprinkle in a little bit of that boom, bam, when you're making your points, that's a much better way of communicating than just having a monotone high or monotone medium or being over the top the whole time. That doesn't work. You will be less effective at telling a story if you're hyper and excited. It's better to be calm and relaxed. So speak, speak slower, speak more quiet. It, it makes people tune in and, and grasp it all and lean in. So they got that down, laid lay down to a science, and it's because the life they live, they can't be seen. They can't be, they don't want to be noticed. The, you know, John Gotti did it wrong in the, eight, the 90s, the Teflon Don. I mean, if you're a mafia and you're on the Life magazine, you probably screwed up, <laughs> and he certainly did. And uh, if someone, uh, you know, says Akeem, oh, no, they don't call me Akeem. They know better. They say, hey, Brownie, how you doing? Uh I heard you uh, heard you haven't paid the guy back for that uh, car deal we got you last week. And I'd be like, hey, what am I, an asshole? Okay, what am I, an asshole? You don't want to, you know, what is that? How does that relate to storytelling? Well, uh, you're trying to you're trying to emphasize the point of the story. What is the moral? Okay, what am I, an asshole? What is the moral of the story that I'm an asshole? Forget about it. Okay, I'm walking here. <laughs> So as Brownie told you today, the, the the life, as it's sometimes called, the reason why is just they, they live more interesting lives, but at the same time, they have to live it under the radar and behind the scenes and behind closed doors. And then they have so much shit happen to them. It just makes for a more interesting life and more interesting stories. It's just the perfect storm for the perfect storyteller. What's the moral? What am I, an asshole? What is the moral of the story? The, the moral of the story is have some more interesting shit happen to you. Now, you don't have to join a gang or the mob. But if you're going to have some crazy shit happen, don't don't run away from it. Some of you need some crazy shit to happen to you. Make yourself more interesting. Uh, there may be a story there we want to hear. And with that being said, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Akeem's Dream Show. And I'll see you on the block. Keep your head low.